Hello? Is that uh, Simon Sun Limited you play? Mason speaking. I want you to come to Switzerland. Ready, Mr. Uh, Laurent. Guy Laurent. I am Swiss. Swiss French. But I think the peeps will go before I can tell you why I want you to come to Dauberge. Well, you'd better come and see us then. Will you come today? Yes, uh, where to, please? We're at 33 Half Moon Street. <laughs> Short-term ghost. Monsieur Laurent didn't look French. In fact, it'd be hard to say that he belonged to any particular nation by his appearance. He was six feet tall, at least. His hair couldn't have been combed for a very long time. His beard was red, and there was a lot of it. He was untidy, and I felt a little dirty. His profession was even more of a surprise. I'm a partner in a firm of insurance brokers, monsieur, in the canton d'Auberge. Canton d'Auberge? Oui. Where's that? Switzerland. About 30 miles from Montreux. We drive to Montreux, our most famous neighbor for outings. Hein? They have fine hotels in Montreux. Monsieur Laurent, uh, what was it you wished to see me about? Uh, monsieur Mason, I need your help. I will explain. D'Auberge is, of course, at the foot of Mont d'Auberge. It is not famous. No one climbs it, but through a pass in the Mont d'Auberge, one can travel easily into Austria. This pass is the Grenoble Pass. And my firm has been in the habit of issuing, uh, how you call it, uh, yes, I believe you call it short-term policies uh, to insure motorists. Short-term policies, yes. Uh, oui, Monsieur Mason. In a short while, we shall be out of business. Oh, well, why is that? So many motor cars crash and the occupants are killed. Travelling through the Grenoble Pass? Oui. I see. Well, I'm sorry about that, but I don't quite see how... There's the past. It's a dangerous one, yes. A car or two a year perhaps might go over the edge. It's a long drop. No one could survive such a drop. A car or two at the most, but not 20 in three months. 20? Two the first months in May. Eight in June. In July, there were ten. And now in August, there have been already five crashes, all fatal. And the month is only seven days old. Monsieur Laroy. Well, I sympathize with you and your company, but, well, I feel that this is a matter for the proper authorities. Surely the road must be closed. Surely you must stop negotiating with motorists, refuse to issue them with these policies, at least until the road has been made safe. The road is perfectly safe, monsieur. But how can it be? I repeat, the road is safe. The accidents were made to happen. But, well, then, this is a matter for the police. The police have investigated everything, and they have been unable to find anything. That is why I've come to Assignments Unlimited. I want fresh brains, monsieur Mason. I must know why these accidents occur. Yes, but, but why don't you simply refuse to issue the policies? My company has a good name in the canton d'Auberge. We have never refused business. We have been issuing these policies for a number of years. Although uh, I am a patriot, monsieur. I love Switzerland. And more specifically, I love d'Auberge. If there are any who wish to honor other inhabitants, I wish these people to be brought to justice. People or things. I beg your pardon. Things? Monsieur, one of the poor people who crashed over the edge whilst navigating the Grenoble Pass lived for a short time before being taken to the hospital. He said little before he died, but I have it on good authority that he believed he had been forced over into the chasm by a ghost car. Good heavens. A ghost car with a thousand dead lights that screamed at him from out of the night. 
We at Assignments Unlimited had not to date attempted to exorcise a ghost. I was quite ready to believe that for some reason motor cars were being made to crash, but ghost cars? There I was quite out of sympathy. I'm the complete skeptic. I thought I'd ask Cameron his views on the subject. Yep. Cameron? You're on switchboard duty, Chief. Anything I can do for you? Yes, you can come up here at once. Uh, by the way, what's happened to Miss Fairweather? Day off. Gone to see her grandma. I thought I'd man the board for another half hour and uh, then go and see my grandpa. Cannon, uh, do you believe in ghosts? Uh, come again, Jean? Do you believe in ghosts? No, but uh, I'm scared of them. Cannon was perfectly happy to go to Switzerland. Monsieur Laurent assured me he would meet him at Dauber Station. There was no airport. In four days, providing he wired him from Zurich and told him the time his train would arrive at Dauberge. I convinced Cannon that this was an assignment, not a holiday. But it was difficult to persuade him to leave his skiing togs in London. Uh, Monsieur Cannon? Oh, hello. Uh, are you uh, Mr. Laurent? I am. Welcome to the Canton d'Auberge. Well, that was no trouble at all. You look, monsieur, if you pardon my saying so, very American. I know what you think. I do not look uh, typically Swiss. No, no, I, I wasn't thinking that. I am an individualist, monsieur. I love Switzerland, but uh, I have no wish to be taken for one of our sons wherever I go. The car is waiting, monsieur. No doubt there is much you wish to ask me. So, monsieur, there you have it, no? The whole story, just as I told it to your superior. Uh-huh. Um, tell me, monsieur Laurent. Uh, my friends call me Guy. Oh, sure. Uh, look, um, do you believe the... Do you believe in this spook stuff yourself? I do not know, monsieur. I do know that it does not pay to be skeptical. There are things in the unseen worlds that we cannot divine. Spectres lurk in remote and secret places... It is unwise to dismiss the possibility that a friend drives a car along that mountain pass, forcing people to their deaths. No, you're no skeptic. Uh, look, don't go on like that, will you? I mean, uh, you're going to have me flying back home. The Assyrians dreaded those ghosts who were unable to sleep in their graves, but who came forth and perpetually roamed up and down the face of the earth. Yeah, well, uh, how do we get to Assyria, Monsieur? Uh, Guy, Guy. Huh? Oh, yeah, Guy, well... Uh, look, let, let's let's be factual about this. I mean, otherwise, what you need is an exorciser and not an investigator. Um, when can I drive along this pass? May, you, you wish to drive along the pass? Sure, there's nothing like investigating the scene of the crime, if it is a crime. It is a crime. Many crimes. Whatever is responsible is monstrous. Oh, one thing I forget to tell you. What's that? The accidents only occur in the night. Uh, never in daylight. No, monsieur. You see, people prefer to begin their drive into Austria when they are fresh and feeling untired. The last part of their journey is that can be completed in daylight. Or if they drive fast, they will reach the border even before it is light. Well, why don't they just change their minds and drive it all in daylight if it's safer? <laughs> Many of our people are stubborn, monsieur. They believe the others are the bad drivers, and such a fate cannot happen to them. It has uh, become something of a challenge, you see. Ah, ah Rudolf. May I introduce Monsieur Cannon from London? Monsieur Cannon, Rudolf Miller, area manager of our company. 
La Société Anonyme d'Assurance Générale. Uh, how do you do? I am pleased to make your acquaintance, Mr. Kennon. Monsieur Kennon wishes to make the drive through the Grenoble Pass. Oh, is that so? Oui. You, uh, you wish to do this in daytime, of course, Mr. Kennon. No, no, I, uh, I thought I'd do it at nighttime when the spook's supposed to do it spooky. You realize, of course, that of the cars to negotiate the Grenoble Pass in recent months... Yeah, yeah, very... yeah, I know, I know, I know. But, I mean, if, uh, if nothing happens when it's light, then there's no point in wasting time, is there? There is, Monsieur Kennon. A very valid point, eh? You must uh, make the drive in the daytime before attempting the nighttime drive. Then you will know the route well, and there will be no danger. You know something? No? I need my head examined. Why didn't I think of that? Cannon told me afterwards that he thought he'd had a brainstorm at the time. No one in their right mind would attempt a dangerous drive at night without first checking their course in daylight. Cannon had been having quite a few successes in various rallies during his spare time in England. Perhaps this made him a little cocksure. However, he completed the trip a day later. And two days after that, a Saturday it was, he was ready for the night trip. You, uh, you are quite satisfied then, Mr. Kennan? Well, there's nothing dangerous about this drive. I don't understand. I mean, if these people were used to the route, they should have been able to do it blindfold at night. Something made them crash, that's for sure. Mm. Well, um, you understand the controls of the car. Left-hand drive, the gas... Uh, were... I'm an American, Herr Muller. I'm sorry, of course. And I've already put this thing through its paces. Uh, yes, of course. I-, I will lend you mine, you know. It's a fast, swifty machine. Uh, no, you... no thanks, uh, Mr. Muller. I'll, I'll stick to something I know about. I-, I wish you good luck, then. Thanks. Maybe I should take along some garlic and stick candles all over. Oh, never mind. Oh, garlic? Uh... It's-, it's good for snuffing out ghosts. So long. Goodbye, Mr. Cannon. Uh, I'll be back Sunday night. Huh? What? Oh, yes, yes, surely. Uh, bend number five after a 17 mile mark coming up. Easy does it, boy. I'm not breaking any records today. It's a long way down. Now, before 20 miles, there's a dip. We go down, down to the next bend. There's a long stretch where the road narrows. And that's where the rocks are covered with lichens. Well, I'm not going to be able to see much. 19 miles. Here we go. Down. Nothing wrong with this, baby. Down and round. Hey, what? Hey, you darn fool! Hey, look out! was found early the next morning by a traveler from Vienna who rounded a small bend beyond the one cannon had so very nearly lost his life taking. There was a great danger for a minute of a second pile-up, for Cannon's car had swerved into the rock face, bounced off, skidded along the edge of the pass, crossed the narrow road again, and had come to rest upon its side, miraculously in a small concave, a hole in the side of the rock. His speed, not being so great as other motorists along the pass, Cannon had left room for error just. He had a multitude of bruises and abrasions, but nothing was broken. The thing that puzzled my intrepid operator most was what had happened to the oncoming car. For a car had driven straight at him. And also, when he returned to consciousness, why was he wearing only his underpants? 
I don't care. Ghosts don't wear clothes. They don't wear shoes and socks, and they don't need French francs or traveler's checks. And furthermore, Monsieur, they don't give a hang about the time, Monsieur, so where's my wife? Monsieur, I saw none of these things. I came around the bend in the road, and poof, there you was all over the place. Blood. Ah, oh, you've never seen so much blood. Uh, that was from my nose. Look, and I'm not accusing you of taking anything, Monsieur. I'm Monsieur, grateful right. to you. More grateful than I can say for fixing me up. Uh, I was thinking I would die myself. I was thinking, here is calamity. I was thinking, here is great danger. I was thinking of my wife and my children, my little Felix, Hans, Martha, Anna, Paul, baby Peter, and little Josephine. Uh, you had, you had time to think all that much? I prayed hard my breaks would be good. I, um, I shall arrange for your return to London, Mr. Cannon. Return to London? What for? You almost killed Mr. Cannon. You, you do not wish to continue with, with this investigation now, do you? I certainly do. Somebody tried to kill me on this blasted past Grenoble. When that sort of thing happens, Cannon gets angry, Herr Muller. He gets very angry. But, but my company would absolve you from all further duties connected with this business. I will make a telephone call to your Mr. Mason at London, and I'm sure he would agree. Look, whether he agrees or not, I am staying here to find out why the past Grenoble spook wears big, thick rubber boots. Okay. Uh, Monsieur Cannon, I, I will go now, Monsieur Cannon. What? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, look. Well, f thanks again. It, it was a pleasure, monsieur. Yeah, thank you. Now I'm going to tell my darling wife and little Felix and Hans. Yeah, and yeah, George great. Thanks. Yeah, and give them all my love, monsieur, oh, will you? But I will, yeah. monsieur. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye, Hermelin. Goodbye. Whatever happens, you must stay for a few weeks here in your hotel. You, you cannot do a thing until all is properly healed, yes? No. I don't feel in the mood for any more hauntings just now. But tomorrow I want to make that drive again. Then I think you are being very foolish, Mr. Kennedy. That's my affair. It is also my affair. I'm employing you. Yeah, well, uh, I'm going to act like I think I should act. You better ring Mr. Mason. And it was Monsieur Laurent who employed Assignments Unlimited to employ me in the first place. Goodbye, Mr. Kennedy. Goodbye. Miller, I don't trust you one little inch. Uh, hello, reception. Yes. What? Uh, well, look, I'd, I'd like to speak to someone. Yeah, okay. Doesn't speak American. Uh, hello? Yeah, look, I'd like to put a call through to the offices of La Société Anonyme d'Assurance Générale, please. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess it'll be in, in the book, but there's no book here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, sure. As soon as you can get them, okay? Thanks. Well, then, let's have a look. Boy, I'm crazy about hotel reading, Mary. Now, where else in the world would they go to all the trouble of putting English books by the bed for me to read? What's this? Uh, the Hollow Tree House Mystery by Enid Blyton. Forever. <laughs> Looks like junior-sized James Bond for tiny tots. <clears throat> monsieur, this is for you. What? Oh, thanks. Uh, what is it? It's your medicine, monsieur. Monsieur Laurent arranged with the doctor who was here earlier. Okay. Never could understand how drinking can help a busted head and bruises. Comment, monsieur? I'll forget about it. Hello, room four. Cannon speaking. Hello, Mr. Cannon. Tyler here. Oh, uh, you from the insurance general? Yes, yes. I instructed Laurent to go to London. Look, I'm sorry we haven't met. Sorry, too, about the accident. Now, you asked me to ring you. Yeah, uh, look, I wanted to know about your uh, Herr Muller. Uh, say, how come you're English? Hmm? Well, I, I was born in Surrey. You know. No, I, I mean, I, I thought that... 
Uh, just, just hang on a minute. Well, you see, the firm's only a subsidiary of a larger syndicate. I'm here for three years as general manager. Yeah. Uh, just, just... Uh, hey! I say, what's up? Uh, I've got a visitor here, a dog. He's, he's busted the glass and he's now drinking my medicine. Anyway, uh, look, what do you know about Muller? Muller? Um, he's, he's an area manager for the Canton de Bear. Yeah, but what, what sort of guy is he? I mean, uh, if I'm not out of step asking these questions. Oh, no, 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 not at all, of course not. Well, Herr Muller isn't a nice man at all, actually. In fact, I don't think he'll be with us much longer. He said he was promised the appointment to succeed Le Gray as general manager here. And then when I turned up, I'm afraid I wasn't popular at all. I think he knows his job's not safe. He's also... Well, I shouldn't really tell you this, but... Well, anyway, look, keep it yourself, will you? Mm-hmm. He's a bit of a gambler. Owes an awful lot of money. All over the place. Uh, hey, hey, come on, boy. I beg your pardon? Well, look, thanks. Thanks a million, Mr. Tyler. I'm sorry I got a rush. I'll ring you back, huh? Hey, come on, boy. Come on, get up. Come here. Boy, you poor little... And that medicine was mine. The dog, belonging to another visitor to the hotel, must have been very thirsty. It had drunk Cannon's medicine, so thoughtfully provided by Monsieur Laurent, and had died three minutes later. But I beg of you, believe me, monsieur, I arranged for the medicine to be collected and for the waiter to bring it to you, huh? I never saw it from the first to the last. Mr. Cannon, again something has attempted to kill you. Armuller is right. I think you should not continue. I've informed the police once more of our suspicions, and they are going to have the road through the pass closed until further notice. It is a... Now, when are, when are they closing it? Tonight, I believe. Monsieur, what are you doing? You, you must rest, eh? Well, my holiday with Hollow Tree House has been cut short. Ah, you found the books I brought for you. Yeah, you're very kind, and I hope the books are tastier than the drink. What are you going to do? I'm going to see which of the fraternities on shift at Grenoble tonight. Monsieur, it was only your assurance that ghosts do not wear boots that tempted me to accompany you tonight. Well, you have my views. I'd rather you stayed behind. Monsieur, you do not suspect me in any way. Be honest. Oh, it had crossed my mind. Uh, does it still cross your mind? Well, let's say it's not so insistent now you're with me. I figured if anything's going to happen to me, you too will be landed in trouble. And I reckon you'd be a funny kind of guy to want that to go on. Monsieur Canon, you should change. Ah. I need not have warned you. Uh, Monsieur Laurent, I, uh, I wouldn't like to drive far. I, I will not speak again. Oh, no, that's all right. I want you to. I, uh, I want to know what you think of Rudolf Miller. Uh, Miller, he is a strange man, but I don't believe him to be involved with this uh, affair. You don't want to believe it. Well, we're a mile from where it happened now. Monsieur, uh, I... You're going to be very lonely if you get out now. No, no, no. I will stay with you. This is important to me. Okay, here we go. You made those uh, seatbelts tight? Yeah, well, nothing happened. You can open your eyes, monsieur. The road's clear. No ghost walks tonight. Thank heavens. We cannot turn around here. We must go on. There's a place where we can turn about six miles from here. Oh, but my belt is very tight, monsieur. No dice. We're going on to the end of the pass. Oh. Not too swiftly, please, monsieur. No. No, monsieur. 
Monsieur Cannon, there's a car. Look how tight, will you? Oh, stop. It will not let us pass it. Let go of the wheel. Laurent, get your hands off the wheel. Ah, well, there's your ghost. See the glass? We drove through a mirror. Those headlights we saw were our own. But why? Well, the ghouls made pretty rich pickings from the cars that went over the side, but not rich enough to warrant this. No, something doesn't fit. There must be something else. And I've got an idea what that something is. Come on, let's go. What time? Yeah. Okay, thanks, Tyler. Yeah, I hope so, too. No, no, I'm, I'm not as shocked as you are. Thanks, sir. Miller's beaten it. He has gone? That's pretty conclusive, I guess. He left about 4 a.m. But uh, has he taken... Yes, a... yes, he took the way through the pass. We must have missed him by half an hour. I told Tyler what I thought before we left, and he called the cops. They're after him now. Oh, they cannot catch him, monsieur. He drives a grolet. A what? Oh, it is a car that is rare, monsieur. One might say it is his own invention. The grolet, as, as Miller was so pleased to tell anyone who listened, a seven-and-a-half-liter engine. It is capable of a speed of 140 miles an hour. Well, that won't help him along the pass. No, monsieur, but he is at the start upon the police, surely? In two hours or more, I guess. Yeah, I see what you mean. Once over the border into Austria, he can abandon his motor car. No, I do not believe we shall catch him. Yep, Cannon. Yeah. You don't say. Well, I'll be... What is it, monsieur? No, no, no. No, that's right. Yeah, I guess what was left of the mirror. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks a lot, Tyler. Yeah, I guess it does. So long. What's that? What, uh... Yeah, you were wrong about Muller. Seven and a half liters didn't help him at all. But why? He went over the edge where we hit the mirror last night. Why? It must have been light buzzing. But there was no mirror to see his lights in. Anyway, he knew what it was. You're barking up the wrong tree, Monsieur Laurent. Rudolf Muller did 70 around the bend where I slowed to 40 and ran slap into what was left of the mirror. He must have had four blowouts at once. It wasn't entirely greed that prompted Rudolf Muller to erect the great mirror in the past to Grenoble. After all, what valuables there were left when a car plunged hundreds of feet down a mountainside wouldn't make a rich man a Muller. Now, robbery was a secondary motive. His first concern was for revenge. Revenge upon la Société Anonyme d'Assurance Générale, who he considered owed him a living on its board of directors. The fact that he would have taken more than a couple of dozen deaths and car wrecks to break a company of that size didn't enter into it. Muller obviously didn't think that far. Oh, it was Muller, by the way, who poisoned Cannon's drink at the hotel. Cannon now threatens to employ someone to taste everything he drinks, he also has an immense affection for small dogs. <laughs>